Have you ever met somebody or started talking to somebody and you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be a good conversation? Well, I spoke with award-winning author and national speaker Tim Bowers, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's definitely going to help some people out. But first, an ad that hopefully helps you too. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the After the Bell Rings podcast. I am your host, Micah Barnes. Listen, every week I'm either giving you a powerful story or I'm introducing you to somebody who's also doing big things in the hands of youth, in the lives of youth. Well, this week kind of combines both. I spoke to a gentleman by the name of Mr. Tim Bowers. Now, Tim is award-winning author and a national speaker. But Tim has a story himself. Tim was incarcerated and got into a lot of trouble as a kid and turned his life completely around, made a decision to turn his life completely around to becoming that award-winning author, becoming that national speaker, traveling around the country to schools and civic organizations and really telling them his story, really telling them how to go from an average life to an awesome life. Check out this interview I did with Tim. Just give people a Cliff Notes version of of you and your story and how you how you got started. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, from a, a rural town in South Carolina called Allendale County, and uh, man, just grew up with uh, uh, many struggles and uh, experiences that a lot of our youth face today. Our father was a drug addict. Um, in my household, the highest level of education was a high school diploma. I almost experienced being homeless um, as a teenager. Uh, uh, got kicked out of school when I was in uh, seventh grade. Ended up uh, serving some time in the Department of Juvenile Justice at the age of 13 years old. Had to do alternative school uh, afterwards because uh, they wouldn't let me back in. Mm. Um, and from there, I knew that if I didn't change, I was going to be a statistic, you know, because where I come from, you, 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 a lot of people are less likely, uh, to make it or get out, you know, so I was, I was considered an at-risk, uh, youth or student and I saw my conditions in the household and I said, you know what? I want to change it. Um, so I, I graduated from high school 2006. Um, went to Benedict College. Uh, and from Benedict College, man, I had some great experiences. College was absolutely fun. And uh, 2010, I graduated uh, in four years. And I walked across the stage and uh, became a first-generation uh, college graduate. And that ex- yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I became a first-generation college graduate. And uh, from there, a year after graduating college, I ended up starting my uh, first business with a partner of mine. We had a, a janitorial, commercial janitorial company. Mm-hmm. And we ran that business for like four years, ended up dissolving the, the partnership. But mm-hmm. in, the midst of, in the midst of that journey, I ended up finding a passion to inspire and motivate. And that came from me wanting to help my community, um, the youth in the community. There were a lot of violence going on. Um, just, you know, people, you know, just calling me and asking me, um, or just sharing with me, you know, the things 
things that were going on, I was like, man, I come from this walk of life. Um, and not just come from it, some of the things that they experienced. I definitely experienced and walked those streets. So uh, what better way to be able to give back in a way where it's an inspirational and motivational way. So in 2013 was like my springboard into, uh, you know, speaking. Uh, where I was able to utilize my voice, man, and find people just helping um, not only my community, but I saw a need um, just across the state, in and out of state, of just youth that uh, needed the inspiration and motivation to believe in their potential and believe in their dreams. So uh, I said, you know what, I'm going to take this passion um, and go into the schools, go into nonprofits and uh, talk about the process of moving um, from average to awesome, you know, the transition of going from where you are to where you want to be. Because I understand that sitting in front of it's being a speaker, um, the, our youth, they, got, they have dreams, they have goals, but and they want to change. They just don't know the process right. or what it's going to take for them to get from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. Uh, so in, in that journey, man, I wrote a book um, titled Average to Awesome, Transitioning from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. Uh, and it was a gift to myself for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. And a year after publishing that book, it became an award-winning book, uh, author of the year in leadership. And I'm excited about that, man. And mm-hmm. um, became, uh, even on top of that, uh, ended up being featured in the uh, magazine, Columbia Metropolitan Magazine, for one of Columbia's South Carolina top 10 young professionals. So. Uh, just, just excited about what God is doing and, uh, just continuously working to improve myself as well as, um, continue to, uh, hustle, inspire, and motivate, um, in the process to help our youth move from average to awesome. Okay. Great, great, great. Yeah, man. I mean, definitely, definitely highly acclaimed. Uh, definitely, have, definitely have a lot of, uh, like a powerful, a powerful story behind you. Um, so what is, I guess, what would be your message to, to youth who, who come from or who experience some of the same things that you did with, uh, in that type of household that you grew up in? Mm, it's a good question. Um, first thing I would tell them is, is that, uh, failure can't cope with persistence. Mm. Failure can't cope with persistence is that I am not, the smartest was never the smartest person uh, in in my circle, and one of the, the the key elements for me was I was teachable, and I was just persistent. Like I was gonna figure it out, you know. Uh, and the situation that I use that may be going through some of the things that I've gone through is is that you gotta keep moving, right? You gotta stay, you gotta stay positive. You gotta keep that right mindset and attitude, and in doing that, that's a uh, element of being persistent, staying, um, you know, tunnel vision of what it is that you want to do. Uh, and the second thing is, I would say, is that you got to have a goal. Like, you got to have something that you're aiming towards. Because if not, then what happens is that something else becomes your leader or something else takes you um, and kind of shows you what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And so if you don't have a goal and a plan, then you have no direction on where it is that you're trying to go. And if you're trying to get to a certain des- destination, that may mean getting out of your community, 
I'm changing your family, then you got to have something to say, this is what I want to achieve, um, and this is how I'm going to do it. So a goal and a plan at the end of the day. Yeah, I know going to, and you uh, you said Benedict College, right, HBCU? Yeah, HBCU all the way, yeah. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, man, I grew up in, uh, I went to University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Mm. Also HBCU. We in the- hey, yeah, right, 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 right. HBCUs, man, I tell our youth, you know, anybody that's, I, I, I tell them don't, I said apply to them all, right. uh, but at least two HBCUs on your list, like two or three HBCUs that you should be applying to. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely nothing like the HBCU experience. Nothing. Been to any other college, but I've been to enough, enough functions and classrooms where I can tell, like just the, the atmosphere is different. And one atmosphere that I, that I really, that I really relished, um, was just the, just the amount of support from, uh, from the staff and the faculty because they realized that the students come from a lot of the same places. Um, and I, and, and I don't just mean physical places, but even places as far as mindset mm-hmm. come from a lot of different, a lot of different places that they do. So it's like, it's a more, more comfortable feeling when you can, uh, when you're taught by somebody who comes from, from your walk of life. Like we had, we had one girl who, um, she just, I mean, did not want to be in her major, not <laughs> major. And, okay. But her parents, her parents forced, forced this major down her throat and she suffered because of it. And when you said, when you talked about, um, and kind of changing, changing your environment, like it instantly made me think of, made me think of her and made me think of her situation. Yeah, man, environment is so important, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's influential. It's, it's influencing you in some shape, form, or fashion. You know, for me, I'm growing up in a rural community, um, and not seeing much success from my family as well as when you walk out the door. It's something, and it spills into exposure as well. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, once you connect yourself to an environment, um, that's positive and it exposes you to much more. So, like, for example, for our youth, while you may be in an environment that's not, um, inspiring or gives you that, 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 that feeling of man, of hope, what you can do is surround yourself with individuals that create an environment for you. Yeah. So for me, there were individuals that I hung around that had dreams and goals. And while my environment wasn't as inspiring um, as most, the people that I hung around, while they talked about, man, getting out of the community and doing this and doing that with their life, it gave me hope. So it created a positive environment within the environment that I was in. So, you know, I, I will also say to our, our youth that you got to connect um, with individuals that are trying to get further than where they are, you know, um, because at the end of the day, if you can associate with that, then it can push you and keep you going when you don't feel like you want to go. 
when you don't feel like you want to go to school, when you don't feel like you want to you, 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 you want to continue to keep going because of the situations that you're in, it's those kind of people that you're associated with that's the pick me up um, that keeps you in the in the game. I would say keeps you in the game and keeps you playing. Mm-hmm. Just uh, switching gears to uh, like the subject of, or maybe not so much, um, but overcoming overcoming adversity. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at some of your uh, some of your videos and some of your posts. I think people people really love love that message, uh, right? Just overcoming adversity. So just kind of reiterate to to my listeners some of the like what you tell your audiences. Right, right, right. So so adversity, man. I tell I tell people um, it's cool to have a goal. It's cool. It's really good to have a dream. Um, but life is going to test you. And there's a side A and a side B of this thing that is the feel good of having a goal and a dream. Um, but then there's that part of the process where you are tested because of what you said you wanted. And if you don't have the strength and the reason why you want to succeed, then adversity is going to beat you down. Right. And you, so in order to to fight back with adversity, you're going to have to have a strong enough reason to succeed, right? You're going to have to have a powerful why, you know, and you're going to have to find that reason to why you need to continue to get up in the morning. That reason that when it gets too tough um, and you don't want to go anymore, but you keep going, like no retreat, no surrender, because of when you think about your mom or you think about your grandmother, you think about your community or you think about, you know, you creating a new history in your family, like that powerful why defeats adversity uh, when it's trying to beat you down, you know, and, and, and what the why does is creates a level of resiliency within the person, you know, even when you may not reach the mark, you're still resilient to bounce back. You don't let it defeat you. You don't let adversity defeat you. So in order to be able to do that, you have to have the why, and that why helps you be resilient in that process. And when you do that, it's it's worth it because at the end of it, I say this, anything worth achieving is worth working hard. Anything worth having is worth working hard to achieve. So, So when you... When you, when you understand that, you know that while adversity is in the process, it won't defeat you because you have something strong enough to help you succeed. So what is, what is your, or has your why evolved over the years or has it always been the same? Man, yeah, it's, it's, it's forever evolving. You can, and it's not always just one. Right. One of the the first time I after thinking about it, like when did the why start for me? It was when I was like fourteen, fifteen years old and you know, I was just watching my mom struggle financially, you know, to make sure, you know, we had school clothes and school supplies, you know, every year. Um and throughout the year and I said to myself, you know, I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna work. Right, I'm gonna find work. Um and I'm not gonna allow I'm going to take the pressure off my mom. So I started like going to different stores around town to get a job. I was getting paid under the table, man, um, to get money. And from my ninth to my 12th grade year, my mom didn't have to worry about, you know, spending money on me per se. 
because I had money already saved up. And I understood in that process that, wow, like I want to take control of my life. You know, so it goes back to do your why change. Like it doesn't necessarily change as much. It's just it, it evolves. So now what I'm looking at is I want freedom, freedom to be able to do what it is that I want to do. You know, have scholarship funds, um, freedom to be able to help the community in any shape, form, or fashion, freedom to to travel or do whatever it is. I just want the freedom. So I'm grinding. I'm working so hard so I can have freedom to do what I would like for my life. Okay. Um, so again, kind of uh, kind of transitioning into the subject of uh, of legacy, uh, mm-hmm. the importance of leaving a legacy. How important is or how do we transition from finding our why to eventually leaving a legacy or that road to leaving that legacy? Yeah. So I always say this. You were not born to be average. You were born to leave a legacy worth remembering. You know, you were not born to be average. You were born to leave a legacy worth remembering. And the way that what people don't understand is, is that you every day you wake up to see another day, what you do is building a legacy. Whatever you're doing, like, it's building some kind of legacy. Yeah. So you got to say whatever work that you're you're doing, is it worth remembering? If you, if you leave here today, is it worth remembering? Is it worth being celebrated? Is it, was your life meaningful, beneficial to not only yourself and your family, but someone else that don't even know you? you let's look at Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you look at this guy that people, you know, didn't know anything about. But when he left here and because of, you know, the incident that happened that tragically took his life, his work showed how he was so impactful, not only in his community, but across the globe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Legacy. That's what we're talking about. That. You create such an impact, um, not only yourself and your family, but the community that people are going to remember it forever. And that's what you got to strive for each and every day to, to be impactful, to be inspiring. Um, I think he said the highest human, the highest human act is, is to, to, to inspire. The highest human action, I believe. I'm not, I think I'm not quoting that right. Is to inspire. Okay. Uh, but it, but, but for the individual that's listening, how are you inspiring, um, the people that you come in contact with? How are you motivating? How are you helping them understand to get on their hustle, get on their grind? Like that when you depart from them, that they don't forget your presence. You know what I mean? That they don't forget what you taught them. The individuals that, um, left behind legacies that's going to live, um, outlive me, you, their kid, and, and it's going to be remembered in a way that is such an impact that people are going to say, man, it's inspiring and I want to do the same. Yeah. I think like Nipsey's story is just, like you said, it's just such an, such an inspiring story. Like a lot of people, when he, when he was on this earth, when he was living, didn't know too much about him. Right. But now that he's, now that he's left his legacy, now then, now that's when I guess the, the fruits, the fruits of his labor, like really, really show in his, in his clothing line and how he came from, yeah, 
used to be used to be in a gang, used to be a crib, um, and then took the same the same block that he hustled on, that he gang banged on, and right. transformed that into something that the city and that that the community could uh, could profit from, and he was an an inspiration to him. Yeah, man. And, and the other thing is this: I think a lot of times as human, we want to be celebrated for what we do. But you have to understand that most times you're not going to be celebrated or the light is not going to be shined on the impact that you're doing for your community, for your school, for what, your job, whatever. But you got to keep doing it. And I write about it in my book like it's bigger than you. So you can't, when you start to feel like, man, why I'm not getting, why, why I'm not getting celebrated? Why people don't realize then you take the focus off what you're trying the change that you're trying to make. And really you're trying to put the light on you. Yeah. You have to keep the bigger thing in front. And that's, I believe that's what Nipsey did. And Nip Nipsey never wanted the fame. Right. He just wanted to be an individual that was changing the trajectory in his community. That's all. Yeah. And, and, and everything else just came with it. I was talking to my coach one day. And I was like, man, it, it, everything that I've achieved, to be real, while I always say you gotta have goals, you gotta have dreams, and that's, 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 you gotta do that. Like, you gotta have some kind of direction or vision of what it is or where you're trying to go. But there's something powerful about working and continuously keep working and continuously keep moving because it attracts success. It attracts achievements when you just keep working and not worrying about or are they, or do they see me doing this? Um, do, am I getting enough likes? Am I getting enough shares? You just keep working and things like, you know, success happens. You, 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 uh, 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 uh jump, you know, wake up and, you know, you a first generation college graduate. You're an author, right? Mm -hmm. Because you stayed the course in a way where it wasn't about you so much. It was about what it is that you were trying to do for the person that you probably don't even know anything about that you are going to impact. Right. So you got to stay focused on the bigger picture and not about yourself or thinking that they should be celebrating you, you know, just keep the main thing, the main thing and everything else would attract to you. And when you talked about uh, like likes and, and shares, I know that's, that's common in, that's common in teenagers just kind of, trying to do it for the likes or post something and like, oh man, I only got a couple likes, only got a couple shares. I gotta, I gotta post something that's bigger and better. How do you, how do you separate that action, just doing it for the likes to actually doing it because it's something that you love to do? Like, is it something tangible or uh, practical that they can do? Or is it just a, a mindset shift? Man, okay, so it is a mindset, right? And it kind of goes back to what I just said, um, that you got to check yourself, self-assess, like, why am I doing this? Why am I making this post? Before you post it, like, why am I doing this? And if it's about the likes, if it's about the shares, then it's not going to be as impactful as you think it will be because you're so focused on you. And it's not about inspiring and motivating the people. Or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So you gotta, before you post, like, what are you trying to achieve from this post? Um, and then, you know, if, if there is a practical part of it, I would say, 
that you have to you have to look at it as if I'm going to post this, then first of all, I was okay. Let me just say it in this in, in, in a simplified way. Yeah. Before you do it, why are you doing it? Right. Yep. Before you do it, why are you doing it? That's first thing. Yeah. And once you look at it from that from that standpoint, then you tell yourself, okay, this is the results that I'm looking for from that. Like this is the results I'm looking for from it. And once you do it, leave it alone. Like if you post it and if it's not about you scoreboard watching, then put it out there and then allow it to do what it do and come back to it whenever it is that you, you finish your day or if you want to just check the comments or whatever. Uh, but just post it, leave it there and, you know, go about your day. Um, and that way, it helps if you do it that way. Then it helps you understand it's not about the shares, it's not about the likes. It's really about what you, the results, or what it is that you're trying to achieve from posting that thing. Yeah, I agree, and like a lot of it is just scoreboard watching, and <laughs> a lot of people yeah. realize it. Like, I think we all go through it, though, right? <laughs> like that's not the real score. That's it. And that score has no indication on wins and losses at all, at all. And I, and it's 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 becoming a thing where our youth are scaling that or using that to um, judge their worth. Yeah. You know, well, if I only got ten likes, then I'm not worth nothing. Right. You know, and they get so caught up in that that their day don't even start off positive because they go straight to social media to see, oh, I post this. Let me see how much love I got on it. And they say, man, I don't have that much love. And maybe I'm really not as likable as I think. And I tell, and what I want to tell your listeners is, is that don't find your value in social media. Don't find your value in social media, right? Find that within yourself and the purpose that you have. Right. And stay hold to that. The reason why you're trying to be successful, the reason why you're trying to get out of your community, you hold on to that. That's what makes you not because somebody is liking your post. Remember, it's sociable. Right. Right. That's all it is sociable. And don't find yourself so attached to that that you forget who you are. You do have a purpose. You do have potential. You, 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 you can be successful. Right. You, you you are the individual that could change your the trajectory of your family. Like you can be I had talking to my mentee and I asked him about like I said to him, I said, What do you want to achieve one day? He said, I want to be the president. Mm-hmm. I want to be the president of the United States. Cause I want to show people that black people can achieve higher things. I want to continue that legacy of showing people that black people uh 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 can a- achieve higher things and I'm like wow you see what I'm saying like even if he get a like he still has something that goes beyond the likes and the shares that even if you don't like his stuff or whatever he still has something that's bigger than that and when you have something that's bigger than it you're not so concerned about being liked right yeah Yeah. because your why is not connected to it's not it's in the shares 
It's not. It's not connected to it, right? Um, and, and until you get to a, a place where you understand, that's why it's so important for you to have a why. Because because when life tests you, or when things don't go the way that you um, think it should go, the why is the reminder, right? It's like the you know when you're walking back and forth and you pacing, you thinking, and you look up and you see something. It's like, oh, okay. That's the reminder for me to say, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Like whether it's, whether it's a picture or maybe a, a statement that you typed out and put in a picture frame or something. Uh, I think it's important, important to have your why close to you, whether it's in your locker or whatever. So a lot of people have pictures on the, on the desks that look. Man, let me tell you. So, and I don't know the statistics on it, yeah. but here's for your listeners, like three things, like you should write it down, see it, say it out loud, okay. write it down, see it, say it out loud. So I am going to be a first generation millionaire. I believe that. So I write it down. I see it. And then I say it out loud. And it's all about speaking it into existence. And what you see, I believe it programs in your mind what it is that you want to achieve. And the mind tells the body that this is what you're going after. And this is what I need you to find a way to do it. You know, I need you to find a way to achieve because I'm telling myself every day, this is what I'm, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I'm going to do. Like I'm writing it down, right? And it's becoming a, a, a staple in, in my mind of what I want to do, right? And what that does is, is it, 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 it allows you to go after things that's going to help you achieve that. Right, you go, you 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 find things that's going to help you achieve that goal, that big dream. So, write it, see it, say it out loud. Write it, see it, say it out loud. Have you ever read the book uh, Psycho Cybernetics? No, I haven't. I'm write it. I'm writing it down right now, though. Yes, uh, and I don't even remember who the author was, but uh, yeah, Psycho Psycho Cybernetics. I don't know if it's all one word or if it's Psycho hyphen Cybernetics, but I wrote a hyphen too. Yeah, yeah, I did too first time. Um, but actually what you said is exactly reiterated in, wow. And I think this book was written probably, I want to say close to, I want to say like in the 20s or 30s. Wow. Yeah. And it was, it's funny how those, like the same, the same basic principles apply. Like those timeless, yes. timeless things. Just yes, yes, yes. You know they, you know, <laughs> just because it was in the 30s or 40s, man, um, we're just living in it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're just in the evolved moment, but those things don't go away. You know, those things are still like. Let's think about the book "Think and Grow Rich" yeah. by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Why it was written. I think the, the, the mid 19 or hundreds or whatever, but it was, it's still impactful to this day. Right. You know what I mean? So 
the principles that you learn from that book and the books that you read um, are going to allow you, and that's why that's a, it's going to allow you to expand your thinking. So I tell I use like, you've got to be plugging in information to help you st- stretch you, challenge you, uh, think beyond your, 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 your limitations, uh, help you and inspire you to dream bigger, man. Yeah. And that's what you get from picking up a book, reading articles, um, reading things that you like, like things that are different. Like I like self-help books, but I also bought a book about the brain, you know, how the brain works, you know, and how powerful human beings are. Because uh, a lot of people say that, like, we, you know, we, we, we are the powerful, you know, we are most powerful. And, it, and it's seriously because, you know, when you think about an animal, they're, they're only, they're only good for where they are. So, for example, you know, fish, when they're born, they're in water, they can't come on land. We can go in the water and out of, and, and out of the water. We can go in a- Antarctica, right? And we can, we can be there, come there, go to, uh, you know, Africa or whatever it is. Like we go hot, cold. Yeah. Animals and other creatures, they can't do that. Yeah. Right? So I tell like you are powerful beyond measure. But if you're not using your brain to expand, then you can't unlock the potential that's within you. Yeah. If you don't believe it, you can't unlock the potential that's within you. You're going to always be confined to what it is that you were born into. Yeah. And I told myself, I'm not limited to my zip code. I'm not mm-hmm. limited to my conditions, right? I get to control my life. Like you, I, 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 I tell my youth, this, even adults, you can't control the cars life dealt you, but you can control how you play your hand. Yeah. You control that. And when people start to understand, when I you start to understand they have the power to control what it is uh, that they have, then they can start looking at it. Okay, I'm in this situation. Here's what I have. This is how I can win. Because you can still win. I'm a living proof of it. You can still win. You can still have the hand that you've been dealt and still win and able to say, you okay, I was once here. I was able to transition from where I, where I was into where I am now because I took control, control, right, of the hand that was dealt to me. Yeah. That one word is so, so powerful, just control. Right, right, right. Control, control. And, and here's the other piece to it, man. You gotta understand, people gotta understand some things are out of our control. Yeah. The decisions that my my parents made that was out of my control, and I can't allow my I can't allow myself to be to complain and make excuses for what they did. And what happens is is that they are using their decisions to be weight on their life, and it's so much weight that it's causing them to not move. It's causing you to not feel like you have the strength or the ability or the capability to to move from average to awesome because you're allowing their decisions to keep you crippled. And what I'm telling you is, is that you have the power, the control within yourself to make a decision to say, my life is not going to be like that. So I'm going to go to school and get an education. I may not like school, but school is an opportunity for you to get out of my community. Yeah. Like I can utilize school as a tool to be able to get to other 
places in life. I may not, you're not going to like everything about the process, but just take from it what you need to get to where it is that you're trying to go. You don't have to, you don't have to love it, but you don't have to love the thing, but see the opportunity in the thing so it can get you where you want to be. Because the four years that you're in school, speaking of high school, you, my teacher don't like me. So what? So freaking what? You're going to take their class, pass it, and go on about your business. Yeah. Right? There, that's just a, look at the English class as a block that's in your way from getting to where it is that you're trying to go. And you got to get around that block. So pass it, get off, get around that block, and that's it. Yeah. You may see that teacher again, you may not. But you got to keep moving. And you can't allow the, the, the things that you can't control to be weight on you. You have to be able to take your power back and say, I have a decision that if, that I have a choice to either be average or to be awesome. But it's ultimately up to you. Yeah. yeah. So if we, if we haven't touched on it already, uh, what do you see is the, is the biggest, and I don't want to say problem, but the biggest challenge you see in, uh, in males or even young black males? Oh man. Um, I know it's, it could be, I know it's like a lot. Of yeah, it's, it's, and I'm thinking through it, you know, as I'm shuffling through my mind. And I, I really would say not, it's so many things. It's, it's coupled into a lot of things, but not knowing who you are. Okay. Not knowing who you are. And that, and that's, that part is, can spring or become a situation where because you don't feel confident in yourself, um, you don't believe, um, you feel like, uh, you're trying to find yourself and in the midst of that, you're allowing any and everything to pull you. Uh, so, you know, you, you may be associated with a gang, but you still feel like this is not whole to me, yeah. right? You may find yourself where I'm selling drugs and, but that doesn't feel whole to me because you haven't, you haven't, you haven't identified who you really are. Yeah. And you, and because you haven't yet, you try to attach yourself to any and everything to try to find it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because of it, it's still causing chaos in your life. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you to stop. Just where you just stop. And I want you to tell yourself, ask yourself, self-assess at this point, is what I'm doing worth it? Is it really who I am? Is it really who I am? Is this the thing that I want to be remembered for? Is this the legacy I want to leave? Is this how I want my life to be in the next five or 10 years? And if not, then you got to say, okay, what I'm doing has to change. Well, how can I make the change? Well, you have the power and to look at what's in my, what's in my backyard that can help me change, right? I'm not going to school. Well, maybe I need to take advantage of education. Not as me going to school, but the opportunity that it brings with it. Right. Yeah. 
right? So I, I just, it's so much, man. Um, but I just think for our young males, them knowing that they are powerful, knowing that they are kings, like knowing that they are leaders, and them hearing that. Um, I had a kid one time. I went to the, uh, I went to an alternative school, and this kid, I, I watched him. I could tell that he was a leader because mm-hmm. people were following him. You know, he was like, "Yo, let's go here, let's go there." You know, around the school, and I was just watching him. And uh, bef- I was coming to speak that day, and uh, bef- before the kids came in, this kid and I, we were playing, we were, you know, shooting around in the gym. And I said to them, I said, you know, you're a leader. And he looked at, he stopped, he held the ball. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, you're a leader, bro. <laughs> and he, he like smirked about it, like, you know, whatever, man. Yeah. And he stopped the ball. And he got it again. He, you know, he got the ball again. And he asked him, he said, how do you know I'm a leader? That gave me the instance of understanding that he's never heard it before, like that. Yeah. And 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 nobody and nobody ever like poured to him in a way that says you are a leader. And I started to explain to them how I watched him and how people like gravitate to him. And, and it was something about the look in his face and his body language that just changed, you know, of him understanding something about himself that he didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so now he walks with a different kind of swag, a different kind of confidence and belief in himself now, knowing, yeah, I am a leader. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we get, so we get to the point where we're continuously pouring on our males and our youth, not only the ones that are at risk, um, but the ones that may be lost. You know what I mean? Even the high achievers, you know, that feel like, oh, it's so much pressure, it's so much weight. You know what I mean? But they got to understand too much is given, much is required. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's weight, and it's only and it's only weight because of what you said you want to achieve. And it's only testing you to make sure you are, that what you say you really want, right? So even though it's weight, like, you are built for this. Yeah. You are built for it. You're built for it tough. Yeah. And you can get through it, right? So we just got to continuously keep pouring on our flowers raining on our flowers, man. And if we keep doing that, they're going to blossom. Awesome. Awesome, man. So if people want to, want to continue getting, getting poured by the rain, where can they follow you? Yeah. Social media, LinkedIn, Timothy Bowers, Instagram, Tim Bowers Speaks, Twitter, Tim Bowers Speaks, Facebook, Tim Bowers, uh, Motivates. Um, stay connected with me for more information, timbowerspeaks.com. Uh, just my, my, my book, Average to Awesome. Um, you can find it on timbowerspeaks.com. Um, if you want to just reach out to me, if you have any questions, you can email me info at timbowerspeaks.com with any questions or, uh, if you're looking to bring me in to speak, um, on the process of helping students, uh, transition, uh, from average to awesome, um, just email me info at timbowerspeaks.com. Is there anything you wanted to add? That we, that we didn't cover? So much, man. We'll be on here till Monday. <laughs> I figured that was going to be Yeah. But I, I just want your listeners to know that, oh, two things. If you're working with you, um, I gave a, I was talking to a group of staff 
and I was giving them the seven keys to be a champion for our youth. And just a few of them. Um, when you come into the classroom or um, if you're mentoring, or you got to go the extra mile. Yeah. You got to go the extra mile for them. Um, you got to show them um, and discipline them through love, not anger. And I know sometimes it can be frustrating working with, you know, certain youth or students and you're like, ah, why you don't get it? But you've got to discipline the love because what's happening is, is that if you don't discipline them with a certain kind of love, they're getting what you're giving them from the from their home. So they so if you if you're acting the same way that their moms or their aunts or uncles are showing them how they love them, then they're they're not getting anything different. So they don't change. So you gotta discipline them with love and not anger. Um you know, you want to ins- inspire them to dream big, man, and set those goals and how they're going to achieve them, right? And you got to help them understand that where they are is not where they're going to always be, but they got to have a goal and a plan and direction on how they're going to get there, you know, um, and that it's not going to be easy. It's never going to be easy, but it's worth it. No, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. We hear it all the time. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. But it's it's hard because it's developing and it's shaping and molding you to become something bigger. Uh so I just I just want your listeners to to know that um you know you do have potential. You do have the 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 inspiration that's inside of you to change the world. Right, you do, you are that leader that the world needs. Yeah. But if you don't believe it, then you're gonna always walk around not. You're gonna be the missing link to the whole this whole puzzle. Like you're gonna be the missing link to helping people see their dreams and goals, and that they can achieve whatever it is that they want to achieve. But if you don't step inside of who you're supposed to be, then that person that needs you dies. Mm. They die because you want, because you allowing fear to stop you, allowing criticism and what people may say stop you, not knowing there's somebody yearning for what it is that you have, and you can change that, and you can be the lifesaver, and whatever it is that you have within you, but you got to believe in it, and you got to walk in it, and you got to be that individual that says, come hell or high water, I won't let adversity stop me from getting to the end of the day or reaching my destination. Hey, guys, thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. As you know, every single week, I try to bring you as much value as possible, whether through my own stories or stories of other people around the country. If you know somebody who would be an awesome guest on the podcast, if you know somebody who reaches youth, uh, who has an inspirational story that our youth need to hear, please send me a message. Email me. Uh, Email me at Micah at Micah-Barnes.com. That's M-I-C-A-H at M-I-C-A-H hyphen B-A-R-N-E-S.com. Or if you're on Instagram, you can catch up with me. Send me a DM, uh, Micah underscore D-B. That's M-I-C-A-H underscore D-B. As always, guys, thank you so, so much for listening to the podcast. And guess what? Here's what we got coming up next week. 
this one is an interesting story of my own of actually going to jail. Check this out. One thing I love to do is, especially since, since the Y is a fitness facility, one thing I like to do is do a push-up contest. Like a lot of kids like to, like to flex their muscles, like to, because uh, ego is, is in place at that age. They like to show what they can do. So I like to do a push-up contest just to allow them to, to flex their muscles a little bit. But I was like explicitly prohibited from doing this push-up contest because what they said was if the kids are doing push-ups, once they, once they get to the ground, a lot of them are suicidal. A lot of these kids are suicidal, and once they get there, they would literally bang their heads on the ground. So again, that's a little snippet of next week's episode of my adventures of going to a career fair at a juvenile detention center. So again, you guys have an awesome, awesome day, and I will see you next week.